RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles uh, coming at you in the offseason, the very important offseason. Buccaneers season is over, uh, but there's still a lot of goings on. There's still a lot of happening in the NFL as well. Um, The NFL never ends, never stops. The NFL network never stops. And, um, you know, football is, is king, so always it just it just is, you know, in the off season of baseball, nobody talks a whole lot about, you know, baseball in general. Same with hockey, but football never goes away. Uh, the draft is ridiculously important, um, obviously for the grand scheme of things with football teams. But uh, everybody loves to watch the draft. I watch it. Uh, the combine is important. People watch individual workouts. Um it's the NFL. It's, I mean, that's God right now as far as sports goes. So there's a lot of things happening around the league. Uh, the beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, who used to be uh, the blue-collar workers. Uh, Mike Tomlin used to be that guy with the that had all his soldiers in a row. Um, seems to be crumbling. It uh, looks like Le'Veon Bell. It looks like they're going to put a transition tag on Le'Veon Bell, uh, who missed all of last season. Um they're going to put a transition tag on him, which gives him the average of the top 10 players of his position and then try to, you know, try to trade him after that. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know if people, you know, shy away from a running back that spent one year on the shelf. I don't know if that's going to help Le'Veon Bell or not. We're going to find out. I personally don't like uh, running backs in general. OK, I just I like to stay away from running backs. He's a special one. Uh, we'll see if that affects him that's sitting out for the one year. Now, Antonio Brown, the other half of um, the land of misfit toys over there in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, people have been asking if you want the Buccaneers to go get Le'Veon Bell. And my answer is like, why wouldn't you want the Bucks to get Le'Veon Bell? Well, I've been hearing a little bit more of the stories that are coming out of Pittsburgh about Le'Veon Bell, and there's no reason for me to think that uh, they're false stories or fake news. Uh, they, say, no, I mean, Antonio Brown. They say Antonio Brown stopped going to meetings on Wednesdays. Listen, I played in the league for nine years, and I went to 11 training camps, and there, I didn't miss or was late for any meetings in that time. Never, never missed a meeting for anything. Never missed a meeting because I was sick. Never missed, never was late. Never. They said Le'Veon Bell wouldn't go to meetings on Wednesday. They said, Levy, I mean, I'm talking about Antonio Brown, sorry. Antonio Brown, they said, would eat by himself when he's having lunch. See, those are all signs that... Um, somebody's going through something. Or they're disgruntled, I get it, but... You know, if you're pissed off at the organization, why are you, you know, distancing yourself from your your teammates? That scares me. So when you're talking about going to get an Antonio Brown, you better have a strong nucleus uh, and a strong locker room. And the only one I can think of is New England, and they ain't gonna let him go over there. Okay, they're just not. Uh, I guarantee that's in the, the, the contract that he wasn't. He's not going over there. But this guy, you know, he seems he's obviously a me guy. 
you know, there's a lot of me guys out there. And you just got to find the right skipper who's going to rein them all in. And uh, Bruce Arians in his first year, I'm not sure that's what you want to deal with. Uh, the talent helps. But what are you going to do? Are you going to cut a Deshaun Jackson and bring in an Antonio Brown? I don't think that really makes a whole lot of sense. So we're going to keep an eye on this offseason and see what happens with Le'Veon Bell, see what happens with Antonio Brown and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, personally, I'd rather see Le'Veon Bell here. He, he's not so much a problem in the locker room. That was a business decision for him to sit out last year. And uh, as far as him being on the field and being a teammate, I've not heard anything negative. So I'm definitely leaning towards uh, Le'Veon Bell. Now, the um, the Broncos went out and signed Joe Flacco, um, who, you know, is on the bench now. Uh, Lamar Jackson obviously uh, overthrew him last year. I don't know. I don't know how that project's going to end. I don't I, I don't see Lamar Jackson playing quarterback and starting in the NFL in 2020. That's the way I see him play. Was it effective last year for a little bit? Sure. Is it going to be as effective next year? Nope, because he's not going to be able to continue to run like that. Nobody has done it except for Cam Newton throughout a whole season. And he ain't built like Cam Newton nor is anybody. And by the way, Cam Newton can't throw the ball 30 yards now. So that's, you know... Long and short of it is you can run that quarterback, but enjoy it because it's not going to continue. It's just not. Nobody's built that way and definitely not Lamar Jackson. He's not built that way. So we've been talking about, you know, this Colin Kaepernick situation, which was has never gone away and never will go away. Um, you know, we had a, a pretty heated discussion last week on air. Uh, people calling up and this is my stance on Colin Kaepernick. Okay. I don't give a rat's ass whether you like him or not. I don't. I don't care whether you like him or not. I don't like everybody plays in the NFL. I don't like everybody plays in the NBA or Major League Baseball. My stance is I don't want to hear anybody tell me that he's not talented enough to play in the NFL. Done. I don't really want to talk about kneeling in politics anymore. I don't want to do that because there's two sides of everything. There's there's a side that says he has every right to kneel. And there's other sides to say, he's a scumbag, he's the worst person in the world. I, I'm more lean toward he has a right to kneel because it is in the United States of America. Whether you like it or not, that's your prerogative. We, once again, we're in the United States of America. You can detest him, that's fine. But you can't say that he's not talented enough to play in the NFL. You cannot. And that was my stance. And I stuck with that. People were calling up, you're wrong. And I go, well, what am I wrong about? The fact that he's good enough to play in the NFL? You got Nathan Peterman, who throws five interceptions every single half playing, and Colin Kaepernick, who uh, statistically looked him up. He has Hall of Fame statistics for a very short period of time, but his numbers are Hall of Fame-like, okay? So you can't tell me that we have Ryan Griffin on our staff as a third quarterback who's never thrown a pass, that he's better than Colin Kaepernick. He's not. So that went to court with him and Eric Reed, who's still playing in the league, and they both won decisions. They didn't come up with all kind of numbers. There's speculation. And if you listen to this podcast and that I've been doing for the last year and a half, I said way back when Colin Kaepernick is going to win because I mean, because collusion is a real thing. If I had a team, do I want Colin Kaepernick on my team? I'm not sure. But you still can't argue that he doesn't deserve to be on a team. 
skill-wise. The NFL lost the case. It was settled. And the rumors are that Kaepernick got between 60 and $80 million. That's winning. That's winning. And then I heard people say, well, that's not a win. The NFL makes so much money, so much money, they don't care. Uh, billionaires don't give up nothing. They don't give up $5, more or less, $80 million. And if you give somebody $80 million, that's admitting I was good and wrong. Okay? Doesn't matter what side you are. If you make 32 billionaires give you millions of dollars, they were wrong because they don't do that. They don't give nothing to nobody. They were wrong. So Colin Kaepernick's winning. I mean, Colin Kaepernick was named man of the year. Colin Kaepernick's got a settlement for somewhere close to $80 million for, to not play football? Shit. If you say, Ian, I'm going to give you $80 million in next year, you can either play football or not play football. I won't move. I'm not playing football. Sorry. If I could not play football and make $80 million, I win. Colin Kaepernick is winning. And at the end of this, he's going to be the face and the spokesperson for almost a whole race. He's going to win. He's won already. So for people keeping an eye on that, Colin Kaepernick will never play in the league again. But, you know, he's got $80 million. He's going to be all right. Eric Reed made his settlement and signed a new contract. So he is fat. Good for him. Good for him. And it, it, it showed what the owners thought of the players kneeling. It's And we all know it cost them, it hit their pocketbook, and that's the worst thing you can do to a billionaire is mess with their pocketbook. The worst thing. Now, as far as the Buccaneers go going forward, we're going to keep a good eye on them and see, obviously, what happens um, with the salary cap and, and where they're going. Um, if you look at what the Buccaneers are doing, they, they're currently 24th in the league um, with $15 million in cap space. Now, uh, $15 million of cap space is not that much, okay? Now, 8.5 is set to go to their draft picks, all right? So there's only about right roughly around $6 million to work with. $6 million to work with. Now, consider that they're probably going to uh, franchise Donovan Smith, Probably. That's going to cost them 12 to 14 million. Okay. If you franchise them, there's no way to break down that if you just franchise them. That's a flat 12 to 14 million dollars that's going straight to the salary cap. So now we're six, seven million dollars in arrears. So if you don't think there's going to be some situations and some movement, there's going to be drastic movement in the next couple weeks. You're going to see people getting sliced and diced. For those of you that love Gerald McCoy, I hope you enjoyed it. He's going to be gone. $13 million is going to be gone. If you have to clear up six, seven, eight million million to, to put a franchise tag on one player, um, we, we still have to hopefully re-sign Adam Humphreys. I don't think it's going to happen. We still have to talk about Quan Alexander. There's still a lot of question marks. Gerald McCoy, $13 million cap. Deshaun Jackson, $10 million. I think those are two inevitable things. I mean, that's done. That's $23 million. That's got $23 million for two players. And between Deshaun Jackson and Gerald McCoy last year, shit, they, they weren't worth one-tenth of that collectively. 
So look for McCoy, Jackson, and maybe another couple names to to be ousted around here because um, they need move. They need they need room. Arians needs room. Jason Light needs room to move. Donovan Smith, Quan Alexander. Donovan Smith is going to get franchised, or else they might lose him. All you need is one team to go out there and really want him. Quan Alexander. Um, you know, he's the spiritual leader of our defense. Blew his, AC, blew his ACL out. How he's going to come back, I don't know. I don't know if they're ready to lose him. I guess maybe it all comes down to whether Bowles turns into 3-4 or 4-3 or whatever he's going to do. I don't know. We will see. So we got to keep our eyes on what's happening in the offseason because there's going to be a lot of movement going forward. Now, for those of you who are season ticket holders and uh, – you know, I am not. Um, this is something I read, which is a good thing for the Buccaneers. Um, fifth time in seventh season that the Buccaneers have ranked first uh, in all important category of uh, basically customer service and satisfaction among season pass members. Number one rating. I mean, this isn't a whole NFL. So for those season ticket holders that are complaining, you, the Buccaneers have held the number one rating in customer service satisfaction among season uh, pass members in 2012, 13, 15, 16, and 18. So there's two years that they didn't win it, but they were number one in five of the last seven years. So once again, I'm not one of those guys, but from what I hear, they stroke season ticket holders, which they got to, man. They got to get that number up. They got to get that number up. I'd like to find out how signing of Bruce Arians has affected that number, and I'm, I'm going to ask around. Um, but that number has to go up somehow, somehow, some way. Um, but it's good to know that they're taking care of their season ticket holders. That's very, very important. Now, I don't know if you guys have uh, been watching this AAF football thing. Uh, I guess it's part of in the trenches and then this football kind of. Uh, I'm, I'm still watching it. I watch it the first week. I watch it the second week. It's, it's football, I guess. I mean, I find myself watching some obscure sports on Sunday. I was watching girls gymnastics yesterday. Uh, and I looked and I saw AAF football, put it on. It's something that you can, I can. I probably had the same tolerance as I did with NASCAR yesterday. I put NASCAR on to start it, and it was a hoopla, and then it started, and I was like, I don't really understand what I'm doing here. Like, I don't even know what I'm looking for. So it didn't last very long. So uh, there's a couple Buccaneers out there. Uh, Freddie Martino is a name that the Bucks have had. It's playing in the, in the league. Kenny Bell and um, uh, Jude Abjay Barima is playing as well. So if some of you Buccaneer fans, you got to be a serious Buccaneer fan to remember those names. But those are some of the names that are out there in the AAF football. So once again, there's a lot of things happening in this offseason. The combine's right around the corner. Draft is not far away. Um, and our Buccaneers are going to be making moves here real quick. They have to clear up some salary space real fast. And unfortunate for some people, McCoy and Deshaun Jackson um, look like they're, you know, no-brainers to me. You just can't have that big a salary. Um, 
and, and really not put up numbers, especially with a team that uh, has cap situation. So I'm looking to see those names, something happen here in the near future. If anybody ever wants to contact me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. I still do a bunch of other uh, podcasts, so check us out. Everything's under Radio Influence. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, like I say, it's not football season, but we ain't going to stop doing this. We ain't going to stop doing it all year long. I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, thank you for being Buccaneer fans, and uh, have a wonderful week. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm not just interviewing a guest. I'm actually talking about a, uh, a part of history that not a lot of people know about. In the 1830s, the Irish were brought over to the United States as workers, slave labor workers. And there is a section of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Railroad in a little town called Malvern where 57 bodies have been found in a mass burial site in one of the wealthiest areas in the country. Seven of these bodies have already been exhumed and they have been found to be of Irish descent. They were a member of Duffy's Cut, which was a group of about 120 people that were cutting the railroad for the Pennsylvania Railroad. Originally thought to have died of cholera, that was the original story, but this plot thickens, boys and girls. Seven bodies exhumed. Guess what? Musket wounds to the back of the head. Blunt force trauma being done to the back of the head. So what are we doing this show about? This week's show is all about what Duffy's cut is. Help us to exhume the remaining 50 bodies. And there's a twist to the story, which you're going to have to listen to the show to hear all about it. Make sure you check out this episode right now on Duffified Live. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.